Are you ready for the end of the world? I asked, are you ready? Is anybody ready? Are you ready, ready, ready? Are you ready for the end of the world? Oh yeah, we're ready. <laughs> well, I can't speak for anyone else, I'm ready. <laughs> it's like, what world though? <laughs> Are you ready for the end of the world? As we know it. <laughs> As we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. <laughs> yes. Wake up! Yeah. Until I do that wake up, I mess up the thing every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to your community spirit on your community radio station. This is Or the Energy Mon in the house. <laughs> And this is Tree Song in the radio station. Oh, yeah, this isn't. <laughs> it's a nice place, you know. It's got like a nice little living room out there. It kind of looks like a house, but yeah, it's so. also a radio station. All right, let's occupy everywhere. Occupy. I don't know if you know this, but there is somebody who's doing a daily blog about Occupy News. They uh -huh. compile what they can find either from mainstream news or from, you know, the different Occupy people's websites, and they try to compile it into one location. Mm -hmm. um, this website is occupyupdatesdaily.blogspot.com, and let me read yesterday's. Good morning, everyone. Here we are in December. Who would have thought of that? <laughs> yeah, December, December already. It yeah. stuck up on me. I went to sleep, and I woke up, and it was December. Yeah. Um, here's your news for yesterday. After the arrest at Occupy Philly, protesters gathered as they waited for the release of those in custody. Occupiers exchanged stories about the event. By 11 a.m. yesterday, all but four people had been released. <laughs> yeah, here's another one. Uh, the city of L.A. is claiming that protesters have left behind over 30 tons of debris. Regardless of what they left behind, it's all headed to a landfill after being scooped up by people in hazmat suits. <laughs> they like to be melodramatic sometimes. Uh, this includes books, CDs, cell phones, other electronics, art, and plenty of other items. They say they're also testing the water left in a catch for hazardous materials. Yeah, we know how occupiers always turn the water hazardous, right? Yeah. <laughs> turn it radioactive. Yeah. Um, they actually, the city of LA actually released a press release that said that this cleanup cost them a million dollars. Yeah, they, they they do pick and choose how they want to apply the law. Yeah, right? well, then what you do is you have a bunch of events uh, spaced, you know, 20 feet apart that all have five people. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Doesn't work. Yeah, I'm sure any technicalities like that, that that's well, There was like one person who had just shown up and literally was like, I saw these people here. But, I mean, as you can read my sign, my sign doesn't have anything to do with them. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting my own event. And they're yeah. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> can't get around that. So. Yeah. Well, what's happening in New Haven these days? Occupy New Haven is flying their flags upside down. The protesters say this reflects the international <coughs> symbol for distress. And that since the nation is actually in distress, it's only fitting. Some are saying, of course, that this is disrespectful to the flag. Hmm. Is it disrespectful to the flag in the country to state what's the truth? 
<laughs> yeah, see, I don't think it's disrespectful, you know. To, you know, to basically expose the truth. Yeah. I mean, I could see them saying it was disrespectful if they were burning the flag or, I don't know, you know, vandalizing the flag. But they're using the proper flag etiquette to show distress. Well, know? we don't know if they're doing all the proper flag yeah. etiquette. Because there is. There is I a mean, lot. <laughs> I actually have a picture of um, two couples who are all wearing flag clothes. <laughs> yeah, and that's not proper flag no, etiquette. No, I mean, they were being very patriotic, they're thinking, but that's not proper flag etiquette. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they aren't r getting arrested because, well, <laughs> they're, you know, normal middle-aged people going to a winery. That's where I took the picture at a winery. So. <laughs> yeah. Here in southern Illinois. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, one last tidbit. Uh, eight more protesters have been banned from the Occupy Maine encampment. Uh, some were arrested for drinking, while one man was arrested for public urination within 100 feet of a public toilet. I mean, it is hard because, I mean, essentially the, the Occupy movement is open to anybody. Yeah. But, you know, if they start breaking laws... Someone has to say, you can't stay here. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's good to mention that one because the occupiers themselves are trying to keep, you know, order, you know. Yeah. How uh, do you do that when there's thousands and thousands of people? It's pretty hard. Yeah, so. But they're working on it. Um, yeah, this came from a daily blog. <laughs> it is called occupyupdatesdaily.blogspot.com, and you can see, well, what's happening. Mm -hmm. So... I've got this article here, um, well, Good Cop, Bad Cop, How the Police Became a Public Enemy. And this is actually, if you get on our newsletter, you can actually get the complete um, interview with Norm Stamper. He was the chief of police of the Seattle Police Department when all hell broke loose back in 1999. Do you remember mm -hmm. that? The World Trade Center protest? Oh, I remember where, that. I was yeah, almost there. It was just... Um, so that we have a complete interview with him, but here's the outline. Over the past couple of weeks, the fight between the 99% and the powerful Wall Street and Washington elite has devolved into a street battle between the protesters and the police. Black-suited cops have pepper-sprayed peaceful protesters, bloodied kids who blocked New York streets and clubbed an old lady. It's really too bad for everyone involved. It's easy to scapegoat people like John Pike. You know John Pike? The UC Davis police officer who doused a group of students with pepper spray. Not just regular pepper spray, but industrial strength military pepper spray. And was properly escorted along with the rest of his squad off of the green by a group of outraged students. If all you've seen is the video on YouTube of the pepper spraying itself, you should do a more in-depth search, or you can get our newsletter. We have the link to actually show the scene that followed the police officer pepper spraying. These kids showed incredible chutzpah and restraint on escorting these police officers mm -hmm. off the premise. <laughs> yeah. After they assaulted them being peaceful. But the problem obviously goes beyond individual officers. Quote, Let's not pretend that Pike is an independent bad actor. Alexis Mandrell wrote in an inclusive piece in The Atlantic. If we vilify Pike, which has really seriously happened, <laughs> yeah. we let the institutions off way too easy. Written in The Guardian, Arthur, author Naomi Wolf went so far as to suggest that Congress itself advised and the Department of Homeland Security coordinated a violent nationwide crackdown in an effort to quell dissent 
that may threaten lawmakers' pocketbooks. Of course, those crazy kids on the interwebs are just having a great time making a mockery of the cops. <laughs> There's a lot of really good pictures and videos. Yeah, well, that guy, that's, uh, that the lieutenant there, you know, they've got a lot of uh, funny pictures of him. But they, the article makes a good point that, <clears throat> well, you know, like they criticize officers for following orders, but then the second part of that is to ask, well, who gave these orders? Why did they give these orders? Let's, you know, go up the chain of command and figure out where it came from. Well, I would really like people to get our newsletter to read this interview with um, the chief of police when the, the 1990 meeting of the World Trade Center happened in Seattle. Yeah. And it's a very detailed, like, um, interview. And, well, one of the first questions was, or one of the first things he said that it was one of his greatest regrets mm -hmm. that he actually um, followed orders to pepper spray. Um, or, um, what do they use? Tear gas, yeah, not tear pepper gas, spray. Yeah. Back then, they used tear gas. Yeah. And that caused the chaos, he thinks. Yeah, well, at least it, it really aggravated it. Yeah, because, I mean, he said there was like tens of thousands of protesters and only like a thousand cops. Yeah. And basically they, you know, aggravated them so much that they went crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so that was one of his greatest regrets. So, um, if you would like to read the detailed good cop bad cop how the police became a public enemy article you must get on our newsletter info at your community spirit dot org and i will email you the newsletter <laughs> sounds good Do we call it a newsletter when it's in email and it's a radio show <laughs> yeah it's a well it's, it's a radio a, email newsletter <laughs> <laughs> it's like <clears throat> all right yeah all right, let's see. Well, we've, we've talked about all these uh, contentious issues going on. Do we have anything to be thankful for this holiday season? It's a holiday season already. Yeah, the holidays. There's always holidays going on, as we mention every week. But the winter holidays are uh, upon us, or almost upon us. And we have a lot of things to be thankful for. Um, well, let's just highlight a few of them. we got so many happenings. Yeah, let's just go through some of the titles here. That <clears throat> One is that Americans want action on climate and energy. Uh, that people in the U.S. robustly support strong action on climate change and renewable energy. Very true. International environmental agreements actually can really work. Did you know that the ozone layer will recover to pre-1980 limits in about 35 to 50 years? We actually stopped ourselves from frying to a crisp. <laughs> that's a worldwide environmental agreement. Yeah, that is, and that's exciting. Uh, and a couple things about outlawing pollution activities. Uh, Los Angeles banned plastic bags. Uh, San Francisco banned Happy Meals. Scotland's goal of 100% renewable energy by 2025. Uh, and uh, in India, there's a few states transitioning to all organic agriculture. Now, I do know that the White House announced that they were going to put solar on. I don't think that ever happened. <laughs> now, they did put, there is a solar system on the White House grounds. But that was put on under Bush. Oh, yeah. It was, it was actually the Park Service put it on their pool house. Yeah. So it's on the grounds, but it wasn't authorized by the White House. The Park Service put it on, you know. So it's kind of, actually, I've never seen a mainstream article about that. I've seen it in solar stuff, but <laughs> that there actually is a decent solar system on the White House grounds. Yeah. So. <clears throat> and on uh, another form of power, uh, wind power. Uh, Cape Wind has received all the regu regulatory approvals it needs to begin construction of uh, their wind power. 
And the U.S. lags behind Europe in that, but now we may be catching up. All right. Peak oil isn't a topic for curmudgeonly cranks anymore. That's right. We are all noticing that oil is a big issue, and it's affecting things all over the world. So, yeah. And another energy-saving thing is that there are a lot of great low-energy, low-tech examples from the past of uh, things that we can use. Uh, traditional ways of constructing buildings, buildings being kept cool without air conditioning, uh, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Did you know that people are realizing that less is more? <laughs> Isn't that like a 1984 paradigm? <laughs> Didn't they say more is less, though? Or what, what do they say? Well, they had a lot of contradictions in there. This is one of those meaningful uh, paradoxes, though. Essentially, if you realize that voluntary simplicity and minimalism actually have reached a critical mass, people are actually realizing that living simply makes it so they don't have to work so hard and they have a much more meaningful life. Yeah. Wow. Huh. And that goes hand in hand with the idea that the best things in life aren't things. <laughs> uh, I, I could have, I can watch for that. You know, there's things that I want, things that I'd like to get, but my friends, family, loved ones are the important thing. <laughs> and being, be, <clears throat> being healthy, being happy, having a good community connection. There you go. If you like some more things to give thanks for, um, well, we could email it to you, or you could just come up with some things on your own. <laughs> yeah. And you can email us. Yeah. Today happens to be the 2nd of December. Today we're celebrating Special Education Day. On this day in 1975, Congress passed the Special Education Law in America. This anniversary is an opportunity for special education teachers, parents, and activists to reflect on the great strides that have been made since the mid-1970s. So, today is Special Education Day. It's also the UN International Day for the Abolition of Slavery. Yes, and that's a very important one because there are still places where slavery happens. There's still underground slavery in the U.S. Uh, we need to at least ensure that all the countries in the world abolish it to make it illegal because then you can try to stop it. We don't call it slavery anymore, but <laughs> definitely working two jobs. That could be something. <laughs> All right, some other holidays. Uh, UN International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Uh, also, Admission Day for Illinois. They admitted that Illinois was part of the U.S. <laughs> Illinois admitted they were a state? Yeah. All right. Sunday is National Dice Day. Um, not Dicey, but <laughs> Dice Day. Yes, I have my lucky dice with me, as always. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Monday is bathtub party day. All right. <laughs> party time. In the I, I have a I have a very I actually bought my house because I had a, such a big bathtub. And <laughs> I actually could fit five of me in it. You know, um, and not even doing any grease. Oh man, uh, sorry about that, guys. Um, if anybody wants to have a party in my bathtub, um, yeah. Now I said the grease part. Nobody's gonna want to. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. All right. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. Any other holidays? Let's see. Well, Monday is the UN International Volunteer Day for Economic and Social Development. <laughs> I won't charge you to get in my bathtub. <laughs> yeah. It's also, oh yeah, I, I want to mention this one. The birthday of Walt Disney, the animator. Wow. They, they say his, his frozen head is supposedly preserved somewhere, but I haven't seen any evidence about that. 
Monday is the anniversary of the Montgomery bus boycott beginning. Rosa Parks did that. Mm, yes. Wow. She worked with a lot of people, and that was very good stuff. Let's see. Monday is also the King's birthday and national day in Thailand. So, yes, I, know, I, I know that's a big day for um, people in Thailand. You know. Yeah. And Tuesday is <coughs> excuse me, National Miners Day. That's miners as in people who go into mines. Uh, National Pawnbrokers Day. Uh, St. Nicholas Day. And it's uh, the birthday of Ira Gershwin, the lyricist. And Tuesday, Finland declared independence. <laughs> Wednesday, Pearl Harbor Day and the National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. It's also Special Kids Day and the UN International Civil Aviation Day. That is Wednesday. Yes, and and Thursday was was a, a both a a good day and a tragic day for uh, music. Uh, it is the anniversary of the day that John Lennon uh, passed away. Uh, he was unfortunately shot by uh, someone. Some. <laughs> uh, it's also the anniversary of the birthday of Jim Morrison, the musician. There you go. Uh, so it's a very musically oriented day. All right, let's get into some happenings. Let's see if we can rock it through. <laughs> yeah. A message from Gaia House. The year is winding down, and we're as grateful for all the wonderful activities that we were able to hold this semester as we were for the chance to breathe. There's still plenty to do, though. You can see us this Sunday at the 2011 7th Annual Alternative Gift Fair, or you can stop by for some warm refreshments at the 1st Annual, let's see if I can say this right, Chris Mahana Kwanzaa Don. There you go. There you go. That's Saturday, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, December 10th. So we are extremely blessed by Chris Mahana Kwanzadan, a fundraising party next Saturday evening to benefit the Gaia House Interface Center. And that's not half of it. Read about all these activities and more below. And then, of course, are you looking for a quiet, warm place to study with free coffee and Wi-Fi access? Is these hours correct? Uh, yeah, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. daily. Uh, yeah, and it's next week is, you know, the week where you prepare for finals, and so uh, that's going to be 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. daily, and usually later, it, whenever we've got people around, and you can study there, Wi-Fi, tea and coffee. Uh, it's a good place to make yourself at home. And as the semester winds down, this will be one of your few last chances to go to International Coffee Hour, Fridays from 3 to 5 p.m. in the Northwest and its Building B. Mixed with students from all over the world. Oh, yes. And also another Friday event is uh, Rice and Spice. Uh, International Slow Foods Dinner. It's coming up uh, tonight at 6 p.m. at Guy House. Uh, there's a delicious Indian and Bangladeshi meal uh, coming up tonight. Uh, in honor of the For Kids Sake Art Auction, uh, which benefits 3,000 orphans and school children in Bangladesh. And we're done oh, with the me. farmer's market, huh? I want to know somebody who wants to get together and start a winter farmer's market. <laughs> I am ready. Oh, um, you could go for it. You could grow a few things in winter. Uh, not very many, but they're there. No, actually, our climate here is good enough to grow greens pretty much all winter. Yeah, especially kale. I mean, kale doesn't mind a little snow on it. <laughs> no, I mean... Um, I like the dinosaur kale. It, it, I mean, you could, you could basically put ice cubes on that and it's fine. <laughs> Is it really called dinosaur kale? Uh, yeah, Lassinato kale. It's also called dinosaur kale. Oh. <laughs> Vigil for Peace, Saturdays, noon to 1 p.m. at the corner of Maine and Illinois in Carbondale. 
This is sponsored by the Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois. Now, I do have a late-breaking news. Um, I don't know if you know, but the first Saturday in December, at starting at 9 a.m., the police department auctions off a bunch of bicycles. Oh, yeah. So if you would like to um, get a bicycle, um, now's a chance. Mm. They, they get a pile load of bicycles, people leave them, or you know, get stolen or something. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, and here's our nice event, the uh, Upcycle Fiber Collage. That's coming up uh, on uh, tomorrow, December 3rd, following the General Assembly meeting at the, uh, of the uh, Occupy Carbondale. And that's happening at the Big Muddy IMC, 214 North Washington in Carbondale. Uh, it's part of the Recreation Committee of Occupy Carbondale. Uh, it's a workshop to inspire individuals to make fiber collages out of recycled materials. And the cost is free, because yeah. recycled materials are... Free. Yeah, it's free, and they've got all sorts of recycled materials here, so you can just show up and participate. Should be a good time. The 21st Annual Lights Fantastic Parade at the Carbondale Street. The parade will start at the intersection of Illinois Avenue and Mill Street, and um, I do have the time on this as 4 o'clock. I actually think the parade actually starts at 6. Yeah, 4 is when they start Better gathering. Better get in town <laughs> by 4. Yeah. You're not getting around town at all. The whole town is taken over. Yeah. Unless you want to walk a lot. Yeah. So. The, the cars start moving like snails after 4 o'clock. Yep. So <laughs> get your get your butt in town. Go downtown. Have something to eat. And um, have some hot cocoa. And <laughs> Stay a lot warm. Of, a lot of different organizations will be having open houses so yeah and one last happening you can get to the very good one seventh annual alternative gift fair that's coming up at the carbonale unitarian fellowship on sunday from 2 to 5 p.m this is always a wonderful time uh they've got all sorts of holiday shopping you can do there and you can also support excellent local national and international causes there'll be booths by everyone from the american red cross the Zombie and HIV AIDS Partnership. So they've got A to Z covered. I thought you said zombie. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, zombie in? Yeah. Uh, so the Guy House Interface Center will also have a booth there. Uh, and they have the rice and spice t-shirts and mugs. So there's amazing stuff. Refreshments, silent auction, activities for kids, uh, entertainment by the CUUF groups, and uh, local favorites like Parsley, Sagebrush, and... It's, got, it's kind of an interesting concept, too not only buy your Christmas presents, but donate money to nonprofits who need, you know. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you're buying things from nonprofits to give to people for friends. Yeah, it's like a two-for-one bonus. And I, I've done it before. It's a really good feeling for everyone. You know, you get a gift for someone, and they get to know that they supported the cause. Of and course, you, get you to can know just come there. It's a party. Too. Yeah, I mean, it's a party, too, so it's a three-for-one. <laughs> we'll do. I think that's it. Although it is so. sunny today. You might get out and, like, get a little bit of sun. Sunny days. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I, that song has been ruined for me. <laughs> All right. See you again on the radio next week.